1: these sports animal, you know, love the MMA game and Bellator 289 is upon us in Connecticut. It's a huge car, two title fights, World Grand Prix semifinals taking place. It is Friday night, December 9th at the Mohegan Sun. And to talk about that analyst for Bellator on Showtime, he is a Knoxville resident, Big John McCarthy. Legend, how are you? What's up, you savage? You're on the animal. You're a savage. What more could you ask for? That's right. Let's get after a beast mode then. Do this is a, a really interesting card. Love the title fights on it. Love, obviously, those the Grand Prix fights on there. Let's start with a Bannaway World Grand Prix semifinal with Rafian Stotts eighteen and one, against 6th rank Danny Sabatello. You get the IC versus a contender. Two guys with just one blemish on their record. What do you like about this one, man? You're taking a look at two guys that
2: both come from outstanding wrestling backgrounds, but they've gone about their MMA careers in a little bit different fashion. Rafian uses his Wrestling ability to emphasize his athleticism, be fast. He's gotten really good in the stand up. He's got clean stand up, and he just he out athletes guys. He makes it to where they try to take him down. He changes the position on him, and uh he's just a phenomenal fighter at this point. Danny Sabatello, I love him. I love the talk out of him. He cracks me up. <laughs> but he's look, he's good, and man, he's fast. And he's super long for the the weight class. You know, at 135 pounds, you look and go, how the hell are you that tall at 135 <laughs> pounds? And he uses it, man. He covers distance so well to get his shot. He, he's got a great, you know, double leg takedown that he emphasizes, but he gets the back. He, he hip rides people. He wears people down. You know, Mike Brown is someone that, you know, if you understand the, the world of MMA, you know what Mike Brown has done and what he brings to the sport. His coaching has been phenomenal. And he will tell you, Danny Sabatello is the best conditioned athlete I have ever worked with. And you look at all the people that he's worked with, you go, that's a hell of a statement. So Danny Sabatello uses that conditioning to break people down, and that's what he's going to try to do to Stotts.
1: We're busy with Big John McCarthy from Bellator MMA on Showtime tomorrow night, Friday night. It's Bellator 289 in Connecticut on pay-per-view. 9 p.m. Eastern time for the main card and then the preliminary card, which you can find on the Showtime sports YouTube channel, Pluto TV as well. That starts at 5.30 Eastern time. So, long night for Big John. A lot of fights on the card. Uh, Let's run through some of these main card fights. Dalton Rasta, Anthony Adams. Man, this is another one where you got Sugarfoot and Hercules break this one down for us because this is another one with a ton of intrigue
2: you know it's and no one's finished Anthony Adams yeah he's a guy that's got really good takedown defense he's got really slick and beautiful movement in the stand-up the real difference here when I look at this fight is Dalton Rasta brings power he is Hercules. He is a stud. He is, you want a, you want a physique? You want Dalton Rasta. He's going to, you know, I've watched him walk through guys that are heavy hitters. And when I look at Anthony Adams, I look at a guy that's beautiful technique. He puts a lot of volume on his opponents. He's going to have to get Dalton Rasta respect. I think Dalton Rasta right now doesn't respect what he sees in Anthony as far as the power. And he believes he's going to walk through that power. He's going to use his power to hurt Anthony and try to get into situations where he takes him down, be, you know, pounds on him. This is a, a question mark of can Anthony frustrate Dalton? Can he get gain that respect? If he can, he's got a very good chance of winning this fight. If he can't, Dalton Ross is going to walk through him in this fight and get the win. So, it's a it's a it's one of those one. You know, Dalton Ross is being undefeated. This is that next step that he needs to take to get to that level that yeah now he's fighting all the very best all the time so we're gonna see if he can make that jump
1: Man, it's such a loaded card. That's a middleweight bout, and another bantamweight world grand prix semifinal is number two ranked patchy Mix, sixteen and one. Third ranked Magomed Magomedov, nineteen and two. I mean, obviously the fan base behind Magomedov and his popularity, his entertainment value, uh, his ability. Man, this is another fun one. Break this one down for us.
2: You know, you take a look at the four people that are left in the uh, bantamweight world grand prix. Mm-hmm. I think their combined record is sixty-six and five
1: yeah (laughs) you know you're looking
2: at some guys that are damn good at what they do and these two right here you're talking about a grappling exhibition you would think based upon Magomed he likes to take the fight to the ground but he's a stand-up fighter he comes from not so much the Khabib Nurmagomedov section of Dagestan he comes from the Zabit Magomed Sharaparov who likes to be in the stand-up likes to use all these fancy spinning attacks and likes to you know, light their opponent up on the feet, but he'll use the grappling to frustrate and to cause problems. But you look at his opponent in Patchy Mix, it, that's not a guy you want to be going to the ground with. Patchy Mix on the ground is a different animal. He is a beast down there. He doesn't do things like a normal jujitsu guy. He has his own style, and you find guys that end up on the ground with them. They're in trouble. He takes the back. We call him the human backpack for a reason. Is when he takes it, he doesn't give it up. And normally, he comes up with a submission. He wasn't able to do that against Horaguchi, but you saw in his fight with Horaguchi how just he transitioned to the back so many times. I, I look at this. This is a great grappling matchup. But I think Magomed needs to actually keep it on the feet more than he likes to to get a win against Patchy Mix. This is a, a great matchup of style
1: Well, another fight on the main card is a rematch. Flyweight World title bout. The champ right now, Liz Carmouche, against fighter she took the belt from and top-ranked contender, Juliana Velasquez. Another great record in Juliana with her only loss to Liz Carmouche. What do you think about this rematch for the title?
2: Well, you know, you need to take a look, and I'm going to be honest. You know, I I don't agree with the loss to Liz as far as the way the fight was stopped. I'm just being honest. Uh, It wasn't. A good stop. It was what I would look at. You want an early stop, especially the championship fight. That was it. But you can't take anything away from Liz and what she was doing because she was bringing that fight back. She had lost some rounds early in that fight. She got to a position where she was showing, "Hey, I think I'm dominant here," and she got the referee to, you know, look at what she was doing and stop the fight. I didn't agree with it. A lot of people didn't agree with it. juliana definitely didn't agree with it. But It is what it is and it happened so now they're going to do the rematch but i think both fighters in looking at that first fight they both better have learned something liz better have learned hey on the feet i need to be different and i need to attack her in a different way than what i was doing in that first fight because on the feet she was getting lit up she got dropped several times in the fight you know she can sit there and say anything about i wasn't hurt not saying you were but you got dropped and so there's a reason you got dropped and Juliana has that in the back of mind. I'm on the feet. I'm better than her. But if you're Liz, you can look and say, "Uh, I stayed on the feet too long because when it hit the ground, I was the better fighter. I was dominant. I was able to put you in the position that I want, and I'm going to do that again. So both can look at that fight, take something from it and say, I have the key to beating my opponent. I think it's a toss up fight.
1: Talking about Bellator 289, Stots versus Sabatello, some tremendous fights on the card tomorrow night for Bellator 289 with Big John McCarthy. What else jumps out about the preliminaries?
2: You know, one of the preliminaries that I really look at and I love is Cody Law is a guy that, you know, Dan Lambert, who owns American Top Team, came to me and said, Hey, man, this guy's the future. This guy is awesome. And he's got great wrestling credentials and he's got a boxing background. And he, he's been looking great, but he lost his last fight. And they're putting him against a guy that they're bringing back into Bellator in Chris Sunshine Lencioni, who I know he's a dog and he's got a great submission game. He will go after you the entire fight. This is a a fight. I look at and said, well, you're not doing Cody Law any favors as far <laughs> as trying to get him a win, man. They, they put him against a guy that is the real deal, a scrappy guy. I think that is a fantastic preliminary fight, one that I really look forward to.
1: Big John, I want to get your perspective on this. One of the fights that's supposed to be on the undercard was a fighter from Knoxville in Dre Drakou, the One-Eyed Dragon Miley, he was supposed to fight Lucas Brennan in a 145-pound bout. It's kind of a late ad, but then he was not approved. The commissioners did not sanction him for this fight in Connecticut. For those of you that don't know, Dre Miley has vision just out of one eye in a car accident when he was 17, and he has fought 16 professional fights with one eye. And fought in tennessee and michigan virginia south carolina there's plenty of states he has fought in but connecticut and the commission there at the mohegan sun did not approve him what do you make of this situation where a fighter has been able to fight in some states but then the commission there where bellator does so many of their shows says no
2: you know and that's that when when we're looking at commissions we're looking at individual kingdoms i say it all the time they all have their own you know way of looking at something and some have that feeling that hey i don't want to put a person a fighter into a fight when they're now limited to just one eye there's too many elements that can go bad in the fight and I, I don't want to license that person and put them into that situation and they have the right to do that you know that that is their right as a regulatory body they can sit there and say look at we require to, basically you have two eyes i'm not saying that i think that's fair I think that Dre Miley has proved himself as a fighter. He has gone out. He's competed against very good talent. He has come up short in some of those fights, and he's come up on top in some of those fights. And you got to look and say, a lot of us have limitations in certain areas. And if we have proven that we have overcome those limitations and found a way around them and shown that, you know what, we can be competitive, we should be given the chance to compete. Don't base things off of black and white verbiage that you have written into your, you know, regulations. Let's look at each case individually and go from there. You know, Michael Bisping is a guy who fought for the UFC title against Luke Rockhold. I was the referee of the fight and it was pretty well known. Mike had a problem with his right eye at that time. And he had some people that would lie for him and say that, you know, he can see and so he could get licensed you know but we all knew no he's got a real problem in that eye and uh he seemed to do okay he won the world title he defended the world title and uh look like I said we all have limitations we all have something that you know could be called a disability I think it should be looked at as an on an individual basis based upon the individual and I I would hope that you know other commissions that uh Bellator is with would look at Dre and give him the opportunity to compete and do what he loves to do.
1: Yeah, it's such an inspirational story for someone to overcome that incident of being in that car accident, losing his vision out of one eye, and continue to fight and overcome and do all that. And look, he still has one fight signed with Bellator. So they're going to go to another state where he would be sanctioned at some point and he'll be able to fight. In your experience, is there any sort of track record of commissions changing their mind on medical stuff like this? Or are they pretty much what they are? They stick to it and nothing could change for Connecticut.
2: Well, if you, when you're looking at it with, you know, Connecticut and the Mohegan tribe, it's a tribal commission. And so they have their doctors and their doctors have a thing where they say, Hey, if you can't see out of one eye, we're not going to allow you to be in a fight. If you were in the fight and you couldn't see out of one eye, I'm going to tell the referee to stop the fight right so that's the way they look at it and it's understandable you know and what people need to understand is this they're looking at it in the the capacity of you know hey if if you and I are fighting and you hit me with a we'll say a, a beautiful right hand and all of a sudden my left eye I don't always just see clearly out of it after that shot and so they're looking at it well if Dre gets hit with a shot and he it hits him in a clean spot towards his eye he could possibly now not be able to actually see it all in the fight. And we don't want to have that as a possibility. So do I think that they're going to change their mind? I don't think they're going to change their mind. And look, again, it's not nice to say, but fighting is not a right. It's a privilege. And each individual regulatory body has their, you know, regulations and their rules for what they look at. And you've got to meet those for them to license you there's some that will license Dre there's some that won't and again it's not a right it's a privilege that he gets to go and compete so I don't think it's always fair I would like to see it to where Dre got to have the same opportunity to fight here in Connecticut the Mohegan Sun it's a great place you know he would have you know it's a it's a life experience that you know what he deserves but there's always a way around everything, and I think that he's going to find that way. I've talked with him. I've tried to help him in, in certain ways, and we'll see what happens with it, but there's no guarantees.
1: Yeah. Well, hopefully he will get a chance to be a part of a Bellator show here real soon. Absolutely. Super guy, excellent, very talented fighter out of KMAA in Knoxville, yep. Tennessee. Hey, Big John, really appreciate it. Always great to talk to you. Just a reminder, Bellator, 289, Stotts versus Sabatello, absolutely loaded card. Mohegan, well, in Connecticut, tomorrow night, 5.30 prelims, 9 p.m. Eastern, Bellator on Showtime. You're the man. Appreciate you, Big John. Good talking to you, Vets, man. You take it easy. Same here, you too. That is Big John McCarthy from Bellator. On Showtime, I'm Vince Ferrara, 99.1 The Esports Animal. Afford Anything is a podcast that
0: teaches you how to be smart with your money.
1: As a small business, you don't have the resources to pay the level of overhead and for the level of services that a Fortune 500 company could afford. So I certainly understand why, if you want to offer benefits, the providers of that, that that fee is going to be higher because there's
0: more account management per employee Make smarter choices and build a better life.
1: Afford anything,
0: wherever you listen.